the This Week in Music History podcast with Marty Miller from Nova.ie and Radio Nova. Hello, that would be me, Marty, taking care of business for the next few minutes on this hour weekly podcast. So every day on the radio we do this thing called The Day in Music History and now it's its big brother, The Week That Was in Music History. Looking back at January 31st until February 4th. This week was the Battle of the Mamma Mia's in 1976. Phil Spector was arrested for murder in 03 and the Mannocks Richie Edwards goes missing back in 1995. We'll talk about that and much more over the next few minutes. But not many minutes, because that's the great thing about this podcast. It's short, to the point, it's boom, in, out. You kind of walk away going, oh, yeah, I kind of learned something there. So we'll start in 1976 in that Battle of the Mamma Mia's when ABBA, boo, knocked Queen, yay, from the UK number one position. Both songs containing Mamma Mia's. Oh, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, here I go again. It was this week back in 2007 that Jim Morrison was enlisted to help fight global warming 35 years after his death. A poem he recorded just before he died was set to music and used to publicise the Global Cool campaign. I am the woman in the window I am the woman See the children 1995 Richie Edwards Manic Street Preacher's Boy Guitarist What on earth happened there? He checked into the Embassy Hotel in Bayswater with James um, the lead singer they were due to fly to New York on a promotional trip of the album when James went to his room the, the morning of the 1st of Feb he had checked out he'd already departed at 7am and that was the last time he was seen. He's nearly 30 years missing. In 2008 this week, NASA announced that Across the Universe by The Beatles was to become the first song ever beamed directly into deep space. It would be aimed at the North Star, some 431 light years away from Earth. Here's the nerds getting excited. I'm one. It was like mission control in Apollo 13. There was this beautiful room and it was set up with all the scientists and there was a big logo, the NASA logo, the Beatles logo and the words across the universe. And we are standing by live to send the signal out. A calling card from us, a golden record of greetings from the people of the planet Earth. It was this week back in 1959 that Buddy Holly performed his final show at the Surf Ballroom in Iowa. The next day, he died in a plane crash, along with 17-year-old Richie Valens and the Big Bopper. The thing is, up on Nova.ie now, there's a great tour of this ballroom, which apparently looks exactly the same today as it did back then. This place looks exactly like it did in 1959 when Buddy, Richie and the Bopper played it. Buddy called uh, his wife, Maria Elena, that evening and called the crickets um, on this telephone right in here. That is the original phone that they used um, that night. This is Grimm, while on trial for the murder of his girlfriend, Nancy, and out on bail, Sex Pistols bassist Sid Vicious died, a heroin overdose. I asked Chelsea Hotel manager Stanley Bard to describe Sid Vicious and his common-law wife and the way they behaved in the hotel. He was anything but vicious. In fact, I never knew him by that name. 
Uh, he was very quiet. He was a loner. They were sensitive people, and they seemed to get along very well. To February 3rd we go, the day the music died. 1959, 22-year-old Buddy Holly, the Big Bopper, and Richie Valens, who I've already mentioned was just 17, died in a plane crash. Three young singers who soared to the heights of show business on the current rock and roll craze were killed today in the crash of a light plane in an Iowa snow flurry. The singers were identified as Richie Valens, 17, Buddy Holly, 22, and J.P. Richardson, known professionally as the Big Bopper. Paul McCartney remembers Buddy Holly being the man when he was a kid, hanging out with John Lennon. The thing about Buddy was, whereas Elvis was this unattainable, gorgeous god, Buddy was the boy next door. And I remember John being particularly pleased he could now put his glasses on. Because John had big horn-rimmed glasses that he always had to take off whenever we played or when there were girls around. John, of course, couldn't see a bloody thing. He's really very uh, short-sighted. So he was very pleased when Buddy came around because it, it, it actually put his horn rims on and it felt like a dude. And speaking of the Beatles, one-time producer, actually one album producer for the Beatles, Phil Spector is arrested in California on suspicion of shooting the actress Lana Clarkson. When police command music legend 63-year-old Phil Spector to put his hands in the air, he refuses. Phil Spector is not complying with anything the police are demanding. Put your hands up, he puts his hands down, puts his hands behind his back. So they immediately pull out a taser and they fire. It hangs up in this blousey shirt that he's wearing and and it does not work. So they rush him with a ballistic shield, knock him flat on his back. The other officers rush past the first two officers that knocked Phil Spector down. And that's the first time that law enforcement saw her body laying there. And it was this week back in 1977 that Fleetwood Mac gave us the album Rumours. It would do quite well. Here's Lindsay Buckingham of the band at the time. We were five people. Stevie and I had been a couple for a long time. John and Christine McVie had been married. By the time we got up to Sausalito to start recording Rumours, Stevie and I were estranged, we're not living together. John and Christine McVie were divorced. Also, you had three writers. So Stevie was writing songs, basically dialogues to me. I was basically writing dialogues to her. And Christine McVie was writing dialogues to John. And it was very well documented. And it was this week back in 1983 that Karen Carpenter died at age just 32. Cardiac arrest at her parents' house in Downey, California. Karen Carpenter rushed to Downey Community Hospital this morning by paramedics after collapsing at her parents' home nearby. All efforts to save her failed. She was pronounced dead this morning at 9.51. Carpenter was the victim of anorexia, a compulsion to diet which can lead to starvation. Now you may know Karen as the drummer and the vocalist of the band The Carpenters, but do you really know Karen, the drummer? Do yourself a favour and Google uh, Karen Carpenter drumming and she she was fantastic. And that is a little look at the week that was from January 31st until February 4th in music history. My name is Marty Miller. Have yourself a great week. Told you it was going to be quick. <laughs>